Well, welcome. Hello. My name's Tyler. I am the inventor of the drum pants, which are these pants that I'm wearing right now that are making drum sounds. <laughs> I'm not the best drummer, but if you go on our website, you'll see uh, real drummers actually playing the pants, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, so let me just talk a little bit about it. These are just prototypes right now, but we're going to be doing a Kickstarter next month. So if you're interested, check out drumpants.com. They have over 100 built-in sounds. They're MIDI, so you can uh, just turn the knob and... So, uh, yeah, you have all these different sounds. It has a looping pedal, so you can actually like play a beat and then loop it and then uh, you know, play a melody over it or you know, kind of create a song wherever you are, like on the bus or in the office, whatever you want to do. Uh, they're also, they have uh, Bluetooth, so they can connect to your phone and then you can control any music app on your phone using the pants triggers. So I, can, I just had this hooked up on, on Sunday to Animoog on my iPad, and I was like, controlling the synths just by playing my pants. It was pretty fun. I could walk around, you know, and like leave the iPad plugged in to the sound system and then I could go wherever I want and just play along. Any questions? So Tyler, go ahead and get to, I'm Reg with Stained Glass Labs. We're a wearable and glass incubator and accelerator and Tyler's just an example of one of the hardware startups that we've been seeing that we think are really keen and cool and interesting. Doing a startup is you know, effing hard in general. Doing a hardware startup is very, very different and an exponentially more difficult thing. So what these guys have to go through is is they have to actually build things <laughs> and not necessarily just code. You've got to go and you've got to 3D print. You've got to create a prototype. You've got to put some stuff together and, and do a lot of different things. So it's, it's really, really super hard to get done. So uh, my cohort, my, my partner in crime, Yobi Benjamin, who used to be the CTO of Citigroup until a little bit ago. He just left to join a wearable computing company, and he's part of our incubator accelerator program, one of our big mentors, can also lead into that. So during the prototyping stage, you know, you have to call and contact, like, people from all over the world and country. How hard is that for you? You know, it is really tough, especially, like, if you don't know where to start, if you don't know manufacturers and supply lines. Um, So figuring all that out is really difficult but we're doing it we're uh, working on it it's coming along slowly <laughs> all right just one, one or two questions from the audience for tyler and then we'll have daniel come up who's uh, a different type of startup but also working in the in the space but any questions about drum pants right, go ahead go ahead ian hi uh, what inspired you to want to build the drum pants my friends are all musicians and drummers and i'm you know a drummer and we're always just like, you know, playing drums on our pants. And I figured, like, why don't, why don't our pants make real noises, you know? So I just made it actually as like a school project, like in grad school, like a long time ago. And just kind of forgot about it for a while. And then someone saw the video and they're like, why aren't you making these? Why aren't you selling these? And, I figured, and I'm like, why not? But it seems great. I would, I would have said marijuana. That's, you know. <laughs> that was implied. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah, don't want to go through those. All right, we got time for one other question for me. We'll have Daniel come up and show a little bit about what he's working on. Uh, any, anybody else? Everyone's down with drum pants already? Okay. Oh, good. Have you ever had a drum circle with lots of people in drum pants? We have. We just built a second prototype pair like last week. So I got some of my friends together and we had like a little jam session. It was quite fun. Uh, We're building a few more prototypes. And then in the Kickstarter, I'm going to let you guys in on the secret, but our Kickstarter video is going to end in a BART jam session with like a bunch of people with pants just convening and playing. So should be fun. If you want to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, it was a limited circle. Drum line or something. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to come and complete the circle, uh, check out drumpants.com. Sign up for a mailing list. We're going to be searching for beta testers if you're interested in that. So just let me know. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Todd. Now, Daniel, who's another one of our companies from On Air Player, is going to talk. He's more on the software side. So we see a lot of companies that are either building applications that rest on top of all these platforms, be it Samsung, Talk, Gears. There's like a dozen watches now, Pebble. Uh, Or we also flip side and see a ton of stuff on Glass or Recon or different things like that. So Daniel's product is more the applications that rest on top of it. I had my conference yesterday, so I'm, I'm pretty burnt out, a little bit hungover. So if I seem calm, it's really not my, not my normal MO. Okay, go ahead, Daniel. Hi, everybody. So what are you looking at? That's on AirPlayer. Um, what we built is a music app that allows you to access and control, remote control, all your music from any device. So the problem that we had was my music is stored on different devices. Some is on my computer, some on my phone, some on yet another computer. And I want to actually just sit on the couch, have some mobile device, iPad, phone, something wearable, to control my music. And I don't want to listen to my music on Google Glass or on the iPad, but I actually wanted to play on my stereo or TV or whatever I have that actually has high-quality music. So why isn't it possible that I can simply sit back, tell that software I want the music here, and then control my music? Well, that's essentially what we've built. So on AirPlayer is a music app that you simply install on every of your device, on your computer, what you're seeing here, so on my Mac. There's an app for iPad, for Android, tablets, and phones, and even an app for TVs. And... So after you've installed it, you'll simply see all the music from all the devices anywhere. So I can play any music here right now. That music does not even have to be stored on my local computer. But the actual cool part is I simply select where I want the music to play. And now I get all my devices that I have it installed on. I simply tell the software, play it on the MacBook or on my TV or on everything altogether. And it'll just do. So I simply select where the music should play, and it will play. The thing is, the songs right now could be on any device. So that right now, actually, that music is on my computer at home. On my computer at home, in my, my living room, but I don't have to care anymore. Wherever the music is, I simply grab whatever device I want to control it with. I tell it where to play the music, and it will work. So, and what's wearable about it? We actually did not finish on time the, the Pebble version for it today and the smartwatch version, but we're working on it. So just imagine those little devices. I can simply see what song is currently playing here and then something like shake or so for next song or double tap for next song. 
So it's a it's a good example how you can make sense of a really tiny screen on which you cannot do that much, but on a on a, in a bigger system, in the context of a bigger system where you can do more on your iPad, but simply have it displayed on your watch, it makes sense again. So, yeah, we actually just launched this. So we're now in the App Store. We're on Google Play. Um, you can download it on our website. And feel free to give it a try. Play around with it if you like. Anything you want to add there, Rich? Uh, no, I, think, I think that's good. Um, we got a... a <laughs> I'm sure there, there's a couple of questions. Um, yeah, this gentleman, had, I think, had one immediately. Did anyone have a question? He answered? Okay. Oh. Oh, I dig it. Yeah, it's really end to end. Wherever the music is, wherever you want to stream it to, you can even stream it to multiple devices at a time. Um, the software um, does everything for you. All right, thank you. Correct. Couldn't be completely three different devices, and they don't even have to be in the same network. So that works across across networks. As long as you have somehow internet connected devices, it works. Correct. And so we even have a have a web version of that. Actually, it looks exactly the same way. So you can even log in in the browser, and it'll work from there too. So we just submitted the version for the phone that just gone live, and the the desktop versions for Mac, Linux, and Windows. And in the next few weeks we'll add the tablet version for um, Android tablets and also a TV version for uh, Oya gaming consoles and Google TV. So there you'll just have some nice passive background that looks good, shows you what's currently being played uh, no matter where you're playing it and where you're, that also then allows you to simply select the TV as a stream to option and then the music plays on the TV. On air player. Thank you Daniel. Just real quick, you know, founder of Stained Glass Labs. Wow, yeah, we really packed up. Popular, which is which is really focused on kind of fostering in this new ecosystem. I have Yobi up here, who's going to be. He has a secret demo product that uh, will blow your mind. It's not every day that a, a board-ranking senior executive from one of the largest corporations in the world, city, yeah, love him or hate him, but he's he's actually pretty awesome. You can say anything now, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a great guy. So he's he's with us too. And and uh, Yobi, talk for about three or four minutes about the thing that you guys are building that we can't really show, but maybe we can get some people some sneak peeks. Yeah, um, my co-founder is in the back of the room there, Ed. But what we have, and we're kind of in a stealth or a stealth mode company. And basically, the idea behind the company is to develop a new device that provides you a new way to experience media, data, and uh, information. So to give you a sense of what we do, I will show you basically the actual thing behind it. So probably anyone want to take a guess what this is? There, there's some common guesses, you know. Cufflinks. Uh, ah, it'll be very heavy cufflinks. <laughs> Pencil sharpener. Not quite. These are actually two million micromirrors. So the two million micromirrors. So what we've done is uh, we've invented uh, a, brand, a technology called virtual retina displays. And while we can't really uh, show the entire world what we do, what I can guarantee you is uh, the use of these two million mirrors is pretty groundbreaking. We had the opportunity to show it yesterday at Stained Glass Labs to... To a, few, uh, to a few investors, and I, I'm happy to point out yesterday, <laughs> in one day, somebody wrote a check very quickly, which was 
the best thing we could have hoped for, you know. Somebody just said, oh, well, uh, he just wrote a check. I think yeah. he owes me some beers. I know. We're going, we're going to go a lot some of beers. Um, just not today. But I, what, one thing I, we're, we're, we're hoping to launch in Q1, uh, and you can take a guess. Uh, there will be like one of three venues that matter, right? And we're not sure which one yet, but we could be in CES. We could be in, in South by Southwest. We could be in E3. But it, SF the, Music Tech, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And SF Music Tech, of course, you know. And uh, what we hope is that we can provide people here, particularly those who uh, build content and make new content, an opportunity to expand their creative horizons beyond what you know you can do today. So I know it's a big tease, but uh, we're going to have an opportunity to show it to a few people. So. Uh, hopefully, you're going to be one of them. <laughs> yeah, so then if, you, if you can write Yobi a check today, <laughs> please make it out in my name. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I, I think that this is probably part of the, the possibility of the future. I mean, you know, everything that we, we wear will be connected with sensors and will touch and, and interact with us in a different way. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe I start to approach you at a bar and you're attractive and your stuff turns red and I walk away because I get it. Um, uh, Flashing red. Or maybe I won't because I'll pretend I'm colorblind. But, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, where, where the world is changing more rapidly than we can ever hope. And with the event of, uh, you know, Glass and Google getting behind it, I think that the world has moved into a, uh, an acceleration point for this type of industry. And part of what we hope is that it won't turn out like the Symbian, you know, fragmented ecosystem of yesterday and more something like to what Apple has um, and, and to a lesser extent what Google has done with Android because I think it's still pretty fragmented there. But, but that's part of kind of our goal, you know, as an incubator and accelerator and as a company uh, is to bring help and hope to an ecosystem, help for the entrepreneurs in the sense of running marketing and press. In a, in a I will say they... one thing, I'm gonna, and I know you're probably getting, going to get annoyed by this. If you're an entrepreneur in, the mu- in music, technology, wearable space this is the guy to hang out with and, and he deserves every beer you buy <laughs> i'll i'll earn it you know or love but but yeah i mean and and that's and 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 we really do i mean we want to be positioned as the people that care about the ecosystem and stuff so because of that i'm, I'm sure you guys may have some questions about the wearable space in general or, or or what they should do there i you know there are no experts in the ecosystem today if they tell you that they're an expert they're Full, full of shit. Um, you know, they may understand the technology, but from the business case and the business side, this is it's been very nascent um, and still is to some degree. So um, we're excited to kind of grow it together and and be a part of it with you. And if you jump on board now, and you know, after a couple press releases, people will think you're an expert too. So what's well, really interesting, if you're watching uh, the news today, it was an, literally every channel. You you are on every channel, CNBC, including CNBC, by the way, which is you know talking about that the wearable space is, uh, and generally this, these new computing devices are just set to explode. Uh, and some analysts was were quoting that they believe that the wearable space, because of the diversity of devices and the different types of devices, can far exceed uh, the tablet market. They didn't say the mobile phone market, but they believe because of the diversity, again, of products from bracelets to glass to new devices, that it'll far exceed uh, the sales projections for 
by 20, and they gave like a really ridiculously close date, like 2016. Uh, and, and that's really promising for entrepreneurs in this marketplace, not only ourselves, but every other entrepreneur who's thinking about doing something, whether in software or hardware. So, um, so I, I think this is as much about you guys as it is about uh, me and us and what we're doing. Uh, we, our incubator, will not, we're not going to charge for, for space, and um, we're not going to rip equity out of entrepreneurs. I've, I've been there, guys. I, mean, I think anybody that's bled um, with everybody else in the trenches as an entrepreneur uh, understands that this is tough, and we understand that the market is still going to take a while to get there. But, um, yeah, and so questions, anyone? You can ask me hard ones, I promise. Uh, go ahead, brother. Uh, one, I'm absolutely fascinated by the um, next level that you've taken some of this stuff to. Uh, what I've been reading in the tech world, I'm on the music side, but uh, my partner is my head of digital, and uh, it's just unbelievable uh, the, the steps you were taking. Uh, my biggest issue, and this goes you know, to the simplest uh, ideas that music creators are doing or websites or whatever it is. I mean, what are you doing, um, if anything, to help some of these things become more, I guess, user-friendly? I, I think that that's a really important thing to notice is, or to note. And one of these things is, is that it's this is a hardcore technology that hardcore engineers have been building and it hasn't been very focused on the design side. So it's not been very design-friendly. So we have a bunch of designers and designer mentors to work with the startups um, as mentors to help them move forward. And also we're trying to bring these guys over and together. So, you know, it's like, you know, Yobi is one of our mentors and he's joining one of these wearable companies and leaving a, not necessarily a cush job, but it's, it's pretty damn hard to, to, to run something like city like you did Yobi, but um, it's, it's inspiring to see that. So I think, I think having that design aesthetic there and, and focusing to help that usher that forward with good, strong UI, UX principles. I mean, even if you look at uh, Dribbble, um, there's not a lot of stuff out there for glass yet. And so, like I said, it's, it's the encouragement there and making there an awareness there. I think help is one side of what we do, but there's also the hope that draws people to a certain degree, and that's will there be an IPO, will there be an exit, will there be funding? And so when people see that, it moves people forward. So being able to stay up and say, hey, you know, we're here to help you out in the early stages of your company. We're not a Kleiner Perkins or Google Ventures, but, you know, we believe in you, and, you know, maybe we'll kick in some cash here or there, get guys like Yobi to throw in. 15, 20 grand checks all the time. What, one, one thing on that point, I think you will see a very rapid and a really, really rapid movement towards uh, you know, catering to users. Right now, most of the device people that you, you will meet, you know, of course, our first step is to write APIs, what are called application programming interfaces, so other people can write on top of it and not have to learn C or C Sharp or whatever language. But I think it's really going to be fast because the excitement from the developer level is just so fast. And the bottom line, if, you're, if your product is totally unusable, you're just going to fail. You know, the market will take care of that, I, I believe. And uh, so uh, ideas in this space don't only come from engineering. They actually come from the users, and they come from the creatives who actually create this. It's almost up to you to ask people like not only myself, but everybody in the ecosystem, I want to do this. Can you help me do yep. X, you know, rather than waiting for us to go? Because we can't figure out everything as engineers. Yeah, and people are geeked out about it um, from, from the design side. Think about it. It's, it's a fundamental break and change in how we interact 
as humanity, I have this weird belief that technology is really created to bring us closer together because there's something in the heart of humanity that seeks that. But, but I think what's really important is if you get a, let's, let's say this, like one of the fundamental differences is you're automatically 10 seconds closer to the, the, the customer you know, oh, I got a notif- or I got a text or a notification. Bam! Open up my phone, slide it over, put in my pin code, open it up. That that's ten seconds. Wearable technology. It's uh, it's this or it's it's this, and and you you're automatically engaged in the application. That's light years beyond. Uh, you know, it's that's a million years in in technology miles, I guess, uh, for for end user face, end user design. So it's really fascinating. You're going so. to see a big, you know, things from Oculus. Uh, which is totally immersive virtual reality where you basically are almost in a dark room to what we call, by the way, glanceables. Mm. Because like Pebble watches, you don't walk around like doing this all day. You glance at it. Google Glass is like glanceable. Daniel has a a, a Pebble on him, by the way, as a loner for building what he's doing, so you guys can see that. Uh, Hold it up, Daniel. All right. Fancy. Ooh. uh, Go ahead. In the back. Hitty. Hey guys, uh, thanks so much for the demo and all. Uh, I got actually two questions. Um, in your opinion, can you give us like a rough guess of the market size of the next five years in this wearable computing device? And the second one, what kind of company are going to be like the big players, except from the tech companies, like from the outside companies, uh, closest company or I don't know, big industries? So, uh, so I think well, I read a report that said 2016, it's going to be like a $7 billion industry or something like that. Um, it's something like that. Don't quote me exactly on it because <laughs> that's maybe an ass pulled out number. Yeah. Um, but I've read, I've read it in like a lot of reports cause I have to, we're, we're raising a, a fund and I, I'm trying to kind of, I have to know these numbers cause they're on my slide decks. <laughs> So I'm pleasantly surprised sometimes. Um, one of the things that's interesting is today, 250 million operating systems in the mobile world accommodate for wearable technology. So it's not an, it's not necessarily nascent. I mean, there are billion-dollar value, valuation companies in the health sector and the health and wellness and the quantified self, like Jawbone and Fitbit and a lot of these other guys, um, which is fascinating. Um, I think entertainment and gaming are going to be kind of some of the first things. So I, I, I helped launch uh, a very successful iPhone app, you know, with my guys a long time ago. I love them. Christopher's in the back. Hi, Chris. We raised 20 million from A16. It's not easy, right? Um, and, you know, and the guys, you know, built and created that in an amazing way. And the market and the buzz around it is very similar to when the iPhone apps were launched. And when I saw that, that's what really made me feel like it was, it was one of those things that the market was ready for that. So, um, so I think it's going to be big, you know, that our, our app was dating, um, which is, you know, I don't know, you find love on your watch too, as much as on your phone or your computer or the back alleys of wherever. But, um, so, so I think that's a good one. Um, another question. I want to add to that, okay. that the ecosystem is going to be so big. Okay. From back end, big data, because one of the concepts that are coming out right now is this notion of the quantified self which means that everything around you gets measured, the number of paces you take, the heartbeats, you know, how many times you climb the stairs because there's accelerometers. And so you ha- you're now beginning to measure things that were never measured before. And this all translates in the, ba- in the back end to big, big, big data. You know, you combine that with GPS, you combine that with time of day, you combine that with body weight, you combine that with almost everything. So the answer to your question is it's really very broad that, in fact, there, might, there will probably be several winners in every sector, and probably 
two to three winners in every sector, and but they're very vast. Yeah, it is it is unfathomable the amount of data that they collect right now from the watches on you um, with all the different sensors, and it's just it's amazing when you load it up, like you actually see how long it takes, and if you know the bit rate on you know Bluetooth, like it's actually not so slow. So. Um, anyway, so uh, we got at least time for two more questions, or maybe one more. Go ahead, someone. You probably just sh- shout out to. I don't know if you need the mic. Hi, it's uh, Scott with Sizzle. We just uh, launched a live concert rating app today, and I was curious what you think the market will be for wearable glass applications in the live concert space. So I think that this is one of the more fascinating um, points, um, and, and I look at a startup that's called Vidsta, and we talked about um, a point-of-view application. And so being able to do a lot of what like Hangouts does but monetize it. So let's say um, Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake walk into a bar, right, and they want to talk to each other on glass, and they decide to tweet out to all their followers but charge people five bucks to hang out and watch that conversation between them. I mean, hell, I might pay $5 to just see that conversation happen. And, you know, it's their lunch, and so they're able to monetize their – their nascent timing it's um it's a whole new type of um it's it's like a sidecar you know but for for monetization in of conversation so eavesdrop in on people yeah exactly i mean hey exactly (laughs) so so it, it can fundamentally reshape and change how uh media and entertainment interact with friends and human beings more so than in twitter or anything else like that so I think the the market will be beyond the scope of, that I could ever say on stage to sound awesome, um, but it's it's going to fundamentally change how how we live, work, and breathe, and and make money off this stuff. So we got thirty seconds. So I don't think we have any time uh, for any more questions. Short question. Uh, I was just going to ask how you see like everybody seems to be building their own platforms right now, mm-hmm. and that could silo things or maybe it couldn't. How you see that sort of interoperability coming? I think that that's that that's part of what I'm most concerned about. I I think that um, the guys that do business development for Android aren't super strong on forcing uh, updates unified across everything. I think that that's the different variant screen sizes, the different variant capabilities. Um, That actually scares me about the market. That's, That's part of our part of what we're doing. So we're actually going to do a summit around this with a lot of the guys in wearable technology to have that discussion and to see if there's some type of unified standards that actually work because standards are kind of bullshit anyway. No one, no one cares, but it's, it's extremely important at this point of time, especially when the market is so small to not end up hurting the entrepreneurs because of ego and trying to, to, to variant. Cause it is, it is an ego thing. Oh, we've got better capability. So you'll buy our stuff versus, hey, no, our bands are sexier, but, hey, our screens are all unified and our capabilities are the same, so people can actually build products that other people will use. And so I think that those are some of the conversations that we're pushing out towards the larger ecosystem, and hopefully we'll be able to get ahead of it. I was um, When I was at Alcatel-Lucent, I had a lot of issues with interoperability across multiple devices, and that was part of why I travel the world talking to CTOs of telcos is trying to fix that. And right now I think the market's small enough that we can actually reach people and get there before – you know, there's a big shit show in the future, and that's a lot of what we're trying to do. So it is on my mind and on, I think, most of the executives' minds out there. We just – it's just so hard for us to work together, right? So let's hope that that actually happens. But um, anyway, so you guys are about to see a great a great demo up next. Um, and so we're going to bounce out of here. But 
Uh, my name is Reg, R-E-D-G, at Stained Glass Labs. I'm actually, it's, it's pretty easy to get a hold of me. Um, I got ADD, so I answer all my emails, which is really bad. Sometimes it's one lines. It's like, yes. If it's at 3 o'clock, that meant I probably shouldn't have even answered it. Cause I'm... Uh, my Twitter handle is C-O-B-Y-O-B-I-E, and I, I'm the same. <laughs> you know, I so. generally answer all emails, even when they're coming at a rate of like 400 a day. Yep. You know? Uh, it's 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 we we have the same disease together yeah. that's great so all right guys thank, thank you, you so much for your time have a good day rest of the conference brian thank you for having us thank you brian